you're blessed today, give him a hand clap of praise. He's been good to you. If he woke you up this morning and started you on your way, you ought to give him a hand clap of praise right now. Hallelujah. Amen. Stand with me all over this house as we turn to the word of the Lord today. What a wonderful time. It's been in the house of the Lord today on Pentecost Sunday. Today we commemorate the outpouring of the Spirit, the Almighty God, to the lives of His creation. I want to tell every member of this body, every saint of God in this house, happy Pentecost Sunday. May you always cherish, may you always remember that precious day that the Lord filled you with His precious Spirit. Today we commemorate, we celebrate, and we remember that precious day. What a joyous occasion it is. We have the privilege to be empowered, to be encouraged, to be enlightened, and to be strengthened by the Spirit of the living God today. Amen. We celebrate the fact that our bodies are now the temple of His precious Holy Ghost, and we can be led by the Spirit of Almighty God. I'd like you to meet me today in the book of Ephesians, the sixth chapter. Ephesians 6. If you don't have your Bibles, the text is provided for you up on the screen behind me. If you need a Bible, please see us. We want every home in this church to have a Bible. Ephesians, the sixth chapter and the tenth verse. A very familiar passage of Scripture. Amen. But I believe the Lord's going to speak to us in an extraordinary way today. Ephesians 6 and 10, shout out amen if you're there. Ephesians 6 and 10, the word of the Lord says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, the apostle Paul says, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. How many know we're living in an evil day? Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand some more. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, Wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Today I want to preach to you today from this topic. The danger, the danger of not dressing for the battle. 
the danger of not dressing for the battle. Amen. Let's lay our Bibles down in our seats. Let's lift up another hand clap of praise unto the Lord for his precious presence in this house today. Come on. Come on. I believe things are happening in the spirit right now in this place. I believe the Lord is moving and shaking and turning and and molding and changing and doing things that we think are unthinkable today. The Lord is doing those things. Hallelujah. The danger of not dressing for the battle. The Lord bless you. If you plan on helping me preach today, you may be seated. If you don't, just keep on standing. Praise God. When you get tired enough, you'll shout amen and sit down. That's what my teachers used to do to me in school. They say, stand up, boy. Hold your hands out, boy. They stack books on my hands. Get tired and start shaking. Okay, I'm ready to listen, right? Amen. The danger of not dressing for the battle. Amen. How many of you in this place today would consider yourselves to be saints of God? I want you to lift your hands. Come on. Are there any saints of God? Come on. There got to be more saints of God in this place than that. Lift your hands if you're a child of God today. Amen. Saints of God. Amen. There are saints of God in this place today. Let me ask you another question today. How many of you saints of God would consider yourselves to be the soldiers of God? Lift your hands today if you're a soldier in the army of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, Because every child of God, I want you to understand today that every child of God, every saint of God has to become a soldier of God. And in the church today, you don't get to choose like you do in the secular world whether you want to fight or not. Everybody, every saint of God, every soldier of God in the church is a fighter. Come on, in the secular world that we live in, if there's a war that breaks out, they usually take the volunteers first. And then if they don't get enough men to fight, then they'll institute a draft, and they'll say, okay, all the guys that are 16 or 18 and older, you're going to enlist in the army to fight. And in the secular world, you get to choose whether you want to fight or not, but it ain't that way in the church. Because let me tell you something, you ain't deep in the heartland like we are here in the Midwest to where we don't have to worry about somebody reaching out and touching us. In the church, you always have an enemy who wants to destroy you. In the church, you've always got an adversary that's got a bullseye on your back. Amen. And if you're going to be a child of God, you're going to learn to fight because every child of God is drafted into the army of God. Amen. And there are no choices as to whether we want to fight or not. If you're going to make it, you're going to learn to fight. If you're going to make it to heaven, if you're going to make it in your walk with God, you're going to learn to fight. And everybody is drafted in the kingdom of God. I want you to turn to your neighbor on this Pentecost Sunday. Tell them this is how we fight our battles. Come on, this is how we fight our battles. I'm a soldier. 
I'm a soldier. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. And I listen, I'm not just any soldier. I'm a soldier on the winning side. I, listen, the victory has already been dispersed. I already know the end of the book. I already know how this thing shakes down. I already know the end from the beginning. We're on the winning side today. You ain't just any old soldier. You're a soldier in the army of the Lord today. Amen. And you're on the winning side. Amen. And listen, your soul is worth fighting for. My family is worth fighting for. My church is worth fighting for. And I'm not handing over anything to the enemy that I don't have to because I'm a soldier and I'm trained to fight. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. I'm going to hang on to my children. I'm going to hang on to my finances. I'm going to hang on to my health. I'm going to hang on to my church. I'm not going to give the enemy anything. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord today. And if you're in drafted, listen, if you're a soldier in the army of God today, you must learn to fight. It's not optional today. It's not optional today. Come on up here and get in this tank and let's baptize you in Jesus' name. And let's watch and see if all hell assails you next week. You'll find out real quick, it ain't optional in the kingdom of God whether you're going to fight or not. You're going to fight. Amen. But we got to make up in our mind today, we ain't handing over what God has given us. We ain't handing over our finances or our health. We ain't handing over our marriage or our church. No, sir. I'm going to get up every day and I'm going to get myself dressed for the battle because I was called to fight. I was called to fight. You were called to fight today. Everyone under the sound of my voice was called to fight today. And let me tell you something. Every time you lift your hands in worship... Every time your lips utter praise, every time you get out of that seat and you walk up to the front of this church like so many have already done today, you are taking your figurative fist and you are giving the devil a great big right hand and letting him know I ain't the one for you to mess with. I'm not giving up my stuff. I'm not turning in my keys. I'm not handing over my family. I'm not handing over my church. I'm not handing over my hell. I'm a child of God and I was born to I'm a soldier. I'm going to get up every morning. I'm going to pull up my boot because I was born to fight for the kingdom of God. Your family, your children, your health, your finances is worth fighting for today. You're a soldier. And every morning you got to make up in your mind you're going to get up and you're going to get dressed for the battle. You're going to get dressed for the battle. There's a danger in not dressing for the battle. You see, you don't get up in the morning, Brother Jacob, and you don't wear your beach clothes to go sledding. You see him out there in those snowbanks in his skimpies. No, sir, you don't wear your beach clothes to go sledding in. And let me tell you something, when it comes to the kingdom of God, there's a difference and there's a danger in you not dressing for the battle. You got to make up in your mind today that every day you're going to get up and you're going to understand that the enemy's got a target on you. The enemy's got a target on your family, on, on your finances, on your health, on your church. Let me tell you something. I believe right now all hell's a cell in this church. You know why? There's 180 people in here on Easter Sunday. People in here cracking. Huh? 130, 140 on a regular basis. Hell is mad. Hell is mad. 
Hell is mad. Can I tell you today? Don't give up your fight. Don't surrender your keys. Don't hand over your family. You're a soldier in the army of the Lord today. Get up in the morning. Pull up your boots. Put on your armor and fight. That's what you were called to do today. You're a soldier in the army of the Lord. Are there any soldiers in this house today? Come on, are there any soldiers in this house today? Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, you are called to fight today. It's not optional. It's not optional in the kingdom of God. In the secular world, somebody can say something to you. And you can let it go if that's what you choose to do. And you probably should. My wife had to encourage me yesterday to let something go. And I did. I was trying to be a good pastor to all you folks. So I let it go. Right? In a secular world, you can decide to let stuff go. But in the kingdom of God, you don't got it like that. You got an enemy of your soul. He desires to sift you as wheat. That's what the Lord told Peter. He said, he said Simon, the enemy has desired to sift you as wheat. Let me tell you something. When you're disturbing hell, the enemy wants to destroy you. Amen. And listen, every time you lift your hands in worship, every time your lips utter praise, every time you get out of your seat and you make your way to the altar, amen, you're taking your figurative fist to the enemy. You're letting him know you ain't the one to mess with. And let me tell you something today, church. One of these days when you stand before the Lord in judgment... One of these days, you're, you're, you, and you hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter ye into my rest. You're going to be glad for every single time you made yourself press on. You're going to be glad for every time you got up in the morning and said, you know what? I don't feel like fighting today, but that's what I was called to do, so I'm going to do it anyway. You know what? I don't feel like praying today, but I'm going to do it anyway. You know what? I don't feel like going to church today, but I'm going to do it anyway. You know what? I'd rather watch Netflix tonight than get in the Word of God, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to get in the Word of God anyway. And one of these days when you stand before the King of Kings and he says, enter ye into my rest. You're going to say, thank God for every time I made myself press on. But on the flip side of that, one of these days... When you fall in eternally, damnation, weeping, and gnashing of teeth, fire that's unquenched, you're going to look back and you're going to say, I wish I would have made myself press on. I wish I would have prayed a little harder. I wish I would have served God a little better. I wish I would have been a little more faithful to church. I wish I would have listened to that preacher a little bit more than I did. Come on, let me tell you something today. You're going to wish. You're going to wish. When you lift up your eyes in hell, you're going to wish you would have made yourself press on. You're going to wish you would have been a better soldier in the kingdom of God. You're going to wish you would have fought a little bit harder. But I came to serve notice on the enemy today. There's some soldiers at BBA. He misread us. 
He misread us. He thought we were some chumps, but he don't know what he's messing with. There's some figurative fists in this place. There's some people that's drawn back in this place. There's some people that ain't lost all their fight in this place. There's some people that still want to worship their way to heaven. There's some people that still want to submit themselves all the way to heaven. There's still some people that says, I'm not giving up the keys to the kingdom today. I'm a soldier, and I was born to fight. There's still some soldiers in this church. Some may choose not to fight anymore. But let me tell you something. There's still some fighters in this house. Man, I woke up this morning, as I do every Sunday morning, just overwhelmed by the day's activities. Who's exhorting? Who's opening? Who's doing prayer and offering? Who's going to be there? Who ain't going to show up? What am I preaching about? What am I teaching on Sunday school about? What's going on in Sunday school? And I laid in my bed this morning and I said, Lord, I just need some help today. I just don't want to be stressed out today. Lord, I just want to enjoy my time in your presence today. Lord, don't let me be overcome by all of these activities that's going on. Let me don't just get caught up in the ritual today, Lord. I want to come into your house, and I just want to feel your presence in your house today. Lord, I fight on a regular basis. Lord, I'm still a fighter, but today I just want to bask in your presence today. Come on, church. Let me tell you something. There's still some fighters in this house. When it comes to battle... I want you to understand something today. There's only two things you can choose to do. Either you're going to fight or you're going to surrender. There ain't no in-between. Huh? When we as kids, little Daryl, well, he bust you. Huh? Let me tell you something. When you're in the midst of a fight, there's only two things you're going to do. You're going to surrender or you're going to fight. One of the two. And in the church, you got two choices. Either you're going to fight your way to heaven or you're going to surrender your way to hell. That's the way it's going to be today. Amen. When you're in a battle, there's only two choices. You fight or you surrender. There ain't no white flag tied to no stick in this church. Come on, ain't no, 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 sir, no, ma'am. There's banners up here that says one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Ain't no white, ain't no sticks with a white flag tied on it in this church standing up. Huh? We ain't surrendering to the enemy. We're going to fight our way to heaven. We're going to fight our way to heaven today. If you believe that, give the Lord a hand clap of praise and let's worship him in this house today. Come on, this is a church full of fighters. This is a church full of soldiers. This is a church full of people trying to get to heaven. And we ain't trying to make our bed in hell. We're trying to make our bed in heaven today. I don't think this church really realizes how victorious it is. I was talking with my wife and brother Caleb yesterday on the way back from the wedding. I don't think this church really realizes how victorious it is today. I want to I want to speak something into you. I hope I hope that everybody under the sound of my voice really really gets this down in their spirit today because this is something you need to live your life by. You don't realize how victorious you are today, huh? You're a victorious church. 
Look at what God has done here. Look at what God has done here in four years. A church just out of nowhere just pops up on US 31. The building can't handle what God's doing. So they move over to East 600 North. The building can't handle what God's doing. So we move down and we take over the government building in the library. And it ain't going to be able to handle what God's doing because there's some fighters in this church today. Somebody needs to stand up today with the boldness of the Holy Ghost and say, I'm not surrendering one thing to the enemy. I'm going to fight till I don't got no fight left in me today. Hallelujah. You don't realize how victorious you are today. Hear me. Hear this preacher today. When Jesus went down, when Jesus was crucified on the cross and he was laid in a borrowed tomb, the Bible says he went down into hell and he, he took dominion and he conquered death, hell, and the grave. There was not one enemy undefeated. Not one. There was not one battle that has not been won. He's won them all. He took victory over everything. Now listen to this preacher today. I want you to hear this. If he went down into hell and he conquered death, hell, and the grave, and he took all victory, if he's in you and you're in him and he's victorious, you're victorious. I don't think this church realizes how victorious it is today. Hear me today. I want you to understand something today. You're not fighting for victory. You're fighting from victory. Victory already belongs to you. Victory is yours to hand over. Victory is yours to surrender. You're fighting from victory today. So when you go out and you fight battles for your family and you fight battles for your church, you fight battles for your health, you fight battles for your group, listen to me today. You're not fighting for the victory. You're fighting from the victory because the victory already belongs to you. You're already victorious. There's no battle to win. The battle is yours to lose. You're already victorious. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. There's no enemy that's undefeated today. Not one. He's already defeated all of them. There's not one battle that has not been won. Listen to me. I want this church to hear me today. You're not fighting for victory. You're already victorious. You're fighting from a position of victory. You want to know why the devil wants you so bad? Because you're victorious. What are you doing in the NFL when... The Raiders win the Super Bowl, which hasn't happened in like 100 years, right, Brother Tommy? He's getting a little personal. Watch it, preacher. What do you do when the Raiders win the Super Bowl? Every, every team in the NFL the next year is trying to knock them off the throne. What do you do when the Cavaliers win the NBA Finals next year? Every single team in the NBA is trying to knock them off the throne. When you're victorious... The enemy wants to knock you down. When you're the winner, when you've already got the victory, when you're fighting from a position of victory, the, this and the battle is yours to lose. So, just from, let's understand something. You're victorious in Wisconsin. 
Mike, understand something, sir. You're victorious in Martinsville. Mariah, you're, you're victorious in Whiteland. Jason, you're victorious in Monrovia. Daryl, you're victorious in Tennessee. Hear me today. You're fighting from a position of victory. The battle is yours to lose. Just don't give in the keys. Just don't hand up to the devil. Just fight for what is yours today. You're victorious. This church ought to be on its feet right now, worshiping God and lifting up his name because you're a victorious church today. You're a victorious church today. Come on, Bo, you got victory in Greenwood. Joe, you got victory in Franklin. Mom, you got victory in Indianapolis. You got the victory already today. You got the victory already today. You're fighting from a position of victory. So when you get up in the morning, get dressed for the battle with a confidence that victory is already yours. Just don't mess it up. Don't mess it up with your unfaithfulness. Don't mess it up with your disobedience. Don't mess it up with going backwards. The victory already belongs to your fighting from a position of victory. You're the victor today. Because he's the victor. He's in us and we're in him. We're the victor today. We're fighting from a position of victory. Get up every morning with the confidence of the Holy Ghost and understand today that the victory already belongs to you. Now, to experience daily victory, you got to get up and you got to get dressed for the battle. Uh-huh. Nobody ever lost a battle sitting in the living room. Or nobody ever won a battle sitting in the living room. You got to get out and fight. You got to get out and show up. Nobody won a game not playing. They forfeited. You know how I many people have forfeited their victory that already belonged to them? That is like the craziest thing I ever heard in my life, just to hand the enemy your victory. It already belongs to you. You're fighting from a position of victory, but you got to get up every morning and you got to get dressed for the battle. You got to get dressed for the battle. Listen, I understand we're living in times, crazy times. We laugh at the people we see on the internet at Walmart. And some of the stuff goes on at Walmart. I believe that's one of the first places God's going to destroy when he comes back to Walmart. Some of the stuff you see at Walmart, man, people get out of bed, they wear their house shoes, they wear their pajamas, and their bed head to Walmart in the morning. What is wrong with people? You got to get up in the morning, you got to get dressed for the battle. The church, listen, that spirit of laziness, that spirit of leisureliness, it can never infiltrate the church. I watch the same thing. I see this stuff at funerals all the time. I'm amazed today at the disrespect that our society has for families that are grieving the loss of a loved one. People showing up in their pajama pants to a funeral, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You ought to be ashamed of yourself disrespecting some grieving family who's losing everything that matters to them, and you're going to disrespect them with your bedhead and your pajamas. My God, what's wrong with our society today? This spirit of leisureliness, 
This spirit of laziness, do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it, that ain't the way it works in the kingdom of God, friend. That ain't the way it works in the kingdom of God, friend. You got to get up in the morning. You got to get dressed for the battle. I taught my children when they were growing up, and I'm going to teach this church. You got to get up and get dressed in the morning. Make yourself ready for the battle that you're going to face that day. Get up and put you some clothes on before you go to Walmart. Get up and get dressed before you go out to fight the enemy. Don't think you're going to go out there and fight the enemy in your pajama pants and your house shoes. He's going to have his way with you. He's going to have his way with you. Your leisureliness, your laziness, come on, your lack of respect and honor for things that are important is going to be your demise. It's going to be your demise. That's why we teach first fruits in this church. That's why we teach you bring your best to God. And listen, I ain't telling you you got to take your best to Walmart, but come on, have some decency, folks. Have some decency. Walmart ain't no place to show yourself. And I understand we're living in this crazy mixed up world today, a world of leisureliness and a world of, of laziness and a world of do whatever you want that feels good whenever you want to do it. But that ain't the way it works in the kingdom of God. Come on, the church ain't Walmart. The church ain't Myers. The church ain't the dollar store. Let me tell you something. We need to have some respect for the house of God. We need to have some respect for those that are grieving the loss of a loved one. We need to show up in a respectful way. And we need to present ourselves as holy and acceptable unto the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Man, if you're going to the doctor, you clean yourself up and you get dressed. Lord, have mercy. Sir, if you get up in the morning and you're going to the dentist, you brush your teeth. I hope you do. If not, the next prayer is going to be for your dentist. I hope you get up in the morning and you brush your teeth before you go to your dentist. But if you don't, shame on you. You ought to get yourself up and you ought to get dressed for the day's occasion. You ought to make yourself ready. When you get up in the morning, if you're going to the courthouse to see the judge, you come presentable. Why do we not before the judge of all judges, the king of all kings, the Lord of all lords, we ought to bring our best to the Lord. We ought to bring our best to the Lord. We ought to bring our first fruits to the Lord. We ought to bring him honor and glory. We ought to bless his name today. I rebuke that spirit of laziness. I rebuke that spirit of laziness. I rebuke that spirit of leisureliness that's trying to infiltrate the church today. No, sir, no, ma'am, you need to get up, dress for the battle because the enemy's trying to take your goods. When David come back to Ziklag and everything was burned and all of his family was gone, let me tell you something, he got ready for the battle. He got ready for the battle. He said, go get me an ephod. Come on, I got to inquire of the Lord. Give me that ephod. He said, Lord, shall I go or shall I stay? And the Lord said, go get your stuff. Go get your stuff. You're a fighter. You're a soldier. Sir, ma'am, you're a soldier in the army of the Lord. Don't surrender your goods to the enemy today. But you got to get up in the morning and you got to dress yourself for the battle. And if you don't, if you don't, it just might be your demise. If you don't equip yourself for the battle, you're going to lose the battle. Listen. You might have victory over the enemy today 
And I do believe that we're fighting from a position of victory. I do believe that today. I believe if you're born again of the water and of the Spirit, if you've repented of your sins and you've been filled with the Spirit of God, you are fighting. Absolutely, sir. Absolutely, ma'am. You are fighting from a position of victory. You might have victory over the enemy. That does not free you from all of his harassment. (laughs) No. No. Get ready because there's still a battle raging. There's still a battle raging and the enemy still wants to destroy your family. The enemy still wants to infiltrate your marriage. The enemy still wants to cause you bad health. The enemy still wants to get involved in your stuff. Just because you're fighting from a position of victory does not mean you're free from his harassment. The enemy loves nothing more than to harass the church. He loves to harass the church. How many know the devil enjoys harassing the church today? Listen, don't think for one second today that man is your enemy. The church can never fall into the idea that people or sinners are the enemy of the church. Let me tell you something. This church welcomes as many sinners as can fit through that door. Come on, there's nothing that thrills my soul like watching somebody come out of bondage and be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. No, no, listen. The enemy of the church is apathy. The enemy of the church is do nothing. The enemy of the church is those that want to be in the church but don't want to fight today. My God. Sir, ma'am, you were born to fight. You're a soldier in the army of the Lord and you need to fight for your stuff today. Listen, don't think you're free from the enemy's harassment. And the enemy is not people. The enemy is not sinners. The enemy is apathy. The enemy is not doing what God has told you to do. Our enemy is the devil. Our enemy is spiritual wickedness in high places. Church, you're not going to win this battle if you don't get up and get dressed for it. You're not going to win this battle if you don't get up and get dressed for it in the morning. Come on. You don't wear your beach attire to go sledding. You don't wear your suit and tie to build a deck. You prepare yourself for the task at hand. This is why Paul told us to put on the whole armor of God. This is why he instructed us. What he said, you know what that, that is in 21st century layman's terms? Get up and get dressed for the battle every single day because until you get to heaven, you're going to be fighting a war. Put on the whole armor of God. Child of God, get up in the morning and get yourself dressed for the battle. First of all, he says, be strong in the Lord in verse 10 and in the power of his might. Clothe yourself with power. It's Pentecost Sunday. Levi opened about it. Carl talked about it. Taught on it this morning in Sunday school. It's Pentecost Sunday. The Holy Ghost is what gives us the power to rise above sin. We got to clothe ourselves with power. If you want to live above sin, you ain't going to do it on your own. I hate to tell you that addiction you got, you ain't going to conquer it on your own. Those faults and failures, those lies you tell, that deception you pour out, you ain't going to destroy all that on your own. You need the power of the Holy Ghost in your life. You need the power. You got to put on the whole armor of God. Listen. 
We got to take this battle seriously today. We got to get up in the morning. We got to dress ourselves for the battle. Paul said, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Clothe yourself with power. Understand, he's the one that has the power today to keep us to victory. We don't have the power today. We're nothing without him. We're nothing without him. But through him, we can do all things. Huh? It's the powers in him. We got to clothe ourselves with power today. Clothe yourself with power. You want to know why people's losing the battle? Because they're getting in his way. The battle belongs to the Lord. That's what David said. Oh, Lord, the battle belongs to you, Lord. It's thine. It's thy battle, Lord. I'm in your favor. I'm just here. I'm just a soldier. Guard me. Arm me. Listen, that's why Paul said, put on the whole armor of God. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Paul says, gird up your waist with truth. Can I tell you that prevention or pretension never won a battle? You can pretend you won all day long. It don't make you victorious. You can pretend you're delivered all day long. It don't make you delivered. Pretension never won a battle. There's got to be transparency. There's got to be honesty. There's got to be humility. We've got to humble ourselves before God. We've got to be transparent with Him. We've got to say, Lord, this is where I'm at. I need your help, Lord. Come on. Listen, we've got to gird up our waist with truth. Pretension never won a battle. Pretending everything is okay. Pretending you're living for God is going to get you killed in a spiritual battle. It's going to get you destroyed. You got to gird up your waist with truth. The truth will make you free, the Bible says. It's God's word that directs our battle. We got to be truthful and we got to seek to know the truth. Next, he talks about the breastplate of righteousness. He talks about the breastplate of righteousness. You know what Paul is saying here? Paul's saying, guard your heart, protect your heart. The enemy wants to get into your heart. The heart is deceptive. It's wicked above all things. Who can know it, the Bible says. The enemy can get into your heart. I watched many a men who started out loving their wives, but the enemy snuck his way into their heart. I watched many a women who loved their families, but the enemy snuck his way into their heart. When Paul said, "Put take on the breastplate of righteousness, he's saying, protect what is yours. Listen, those soldiers, they had those big old shields and protected almost our whole body. What the, what the Lord is telling us, protect our heart today. we got to protect our heart today. The enemy wants to get into our heart. There's no strength. Church, there's no strength. There's no protection like holy living. You want to know why we teach some of the stuff we teach? Because it protects you. Protects you. you got to guard your heart with the breastplate of righteousness. you got to guard your heart today with the breastplate of righteousness. Having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You need strong footing for battle. That's why David said, He maketh my feet like hinds feet. Sturdy. Strong. Ready to be pushed against. we got to have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You know you can have peace even in battle, but it's only going to come through the gospel of peace. 
You can have, listen, I watched some of the people in this church go through some of the worst stuff of anybody I've ever seen in my life, and they still got their peace because their feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We need the Lord to make our feet like hinds feet. Listen, you can't have peace in a bottle. Not an alcohol bottle, not a pill bottle. But you can have peace in the gospel. Though all hell assails you, you can still have peace. You can be in the midst of the worst trial of your life and you can still have peace. As long as your feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, it will prevent you from slipping. Above all, taking the shield of faith with you. And you'll be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. These shields were big. These shields covered almost the whole soldier's body. Can I tell you today that faith does not just save you. Faith sustains you. Faith will keep you. That's why you got to build up your faith. That's why you got to increase your faith through faithful church attendance, reading your Bible, seeking God, fasting and praying, fellowship with believers, the shield of faith. we got to protect ourselves. Faith doesn't just save you, it sustains you. Faith protects you while you're in the battle. The helmet of salvation. Take the helmet of salvation and put it on, church. Me and Serena was driving back yesterday from Sister Morgan's open house. We began to talk about the motorcycle wreck that we had seven years ago. And she said, John, I just, I can't believe as hard as my head hit that ground and as much blood was coming out of it. And I remember my head being bust open. And she said, I just can't believe that I didn't get any kind of brain damage out of that. I can. It's the helmet of salvation. I can. It's the helmet of salvation. You better learn to protect your mind with the helmet of salvation. The enemy wants to get in your mind. What you think today, you might not think tomorrow. If the devil gets a hold of your mind today, you need the helmet of salvation. You need the helmet of salvation. Folks, we got to put on the helmet of salvation today. The enemy will get a hold of your mind. The enemy will get a hold of your mind by listening to the wrong people. The enemy will get into your mind through your own family if you let him. Your own friends. All the people you surround yourself with. The enemy will get in your head through those people if you let him. You got to have on the helmet of salvation. You got to protect your mind today. Let this same mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Let this same mind be in you. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Don't think for one second you're going to live for God without falling in love with His Word. (laughs) Now you're mistaken. You think you're living on some kind of spiritual playground. This ain't no playground. This is a battleground. And you ain't going to live for God without falling in love with His Word. You ain't going to live for God without falling in love with truth today. You got to fall in love with the word of God. We got to have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God today. It takes the word of God to save a man's soul. The Bible tells us that it takes the word of God to save your soul. Understand today, you're a soldier in the army of the Lord. You got to get up and you got to get dressed for the battle. Paul didn't say all these things for no reason. Paul didn't give us these instructions for no reason. No, what he's saying, Sister Mary, is get up every day and get yourself ready for the battle because the enemy wants to destroy you. 
What he's saying, Brother Carl, is get yourself up every day and understand you're still a soldier in the army of God and you got to dress yourself for the battle. Don't you hand over what God has given you to the enemy. Understand you're a soldier in the army of the Lord. Stand with me today as the musicians come quickly. As the musicians come quickly. Every day, every single day of our lives, we get up. There's nobody in this room that don't wake up in the morning and think about what your agenda is for that day. Nobody. I don't care if you work, if you don't work, if you're going fishing, if you're going hunting, if you're going riding on your motorcycle. I don't care what you're doing. If you're taking a walk, you ain't putting your work boots on. You're going to put your tennis shoes on to go on a walk. Every single day, everybody in this room, when you wake up, you think about your day's activities. You think about your day's agenda. Every day when we get up, we think about what we're going to be doing that day, and we dress ourselves accordingly. When me and my wife get up in the morning and we take walks, we get first thing we do, Brother Bo, is we get on our phone and we check the, the temperature outside. Because if it's 15 degrees, I'm not wearing my T-shirt. I'm putting on a sweatshirt and a jacket to take my walk. But why do we in the church think we just do what we want when we want to do it and get up every single day and think we don't got to dress for the battle? No. You got to put on the helmet of salvation. You got to take on the sword of the spirit. You got to have your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You got to have truth girt about your loins. You got to get up every morning and you got to dress yourself for the battle, church. Because the enemy wants nothing less than destroy your family. We war every single day of our lives against the enemy of our soul. And if you try to do it without your spiritual attire, it's going to be your demise. It's going to be your demise. Victory is yours to lose. You're fighting from a position of victory. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do tomorrow when you wake up? You going to dress yourself for the battle? Or are you just going to say, I'm tired of fighting the enemy? Because there's only two choices. You fight or you surrender. You fight or you surrender. We're warring against the enemy of our soul. You're a soldier. Get up and get dressed for the battle. The battle belongs to the Lord. And let me tell you something. To put on this spiritual armor, you got to put on some things that are going to protect you. But as a soldier, you don't just put on things that are going to protect you. You also take off things that are going to hinder you. Huh? If you're in the army and you're going out, that's why they put camouflage on you. They don't put neon green clothes on you so the enemy can identify you. You take off those neon green clothes that says, here I am, shoot me. And you put on some camouflage so the enemy can't see you. Sir, ma'am, you got to get up every day and you got to dress yourself for the battle. Paul is telling the church, get up, child of God. 
Stop sleeping, child of God. Stop being lazy, child of God. Don't allow this leisureliness. Don't allow this laziness to infiltrate your spirit, child of God. Get up and get dressed for the battle. Because you got to fight if you want to make it to heaven. There's a battle for your soul, a battle for your family, a battle for your church today. you got to get dressed for the battle. Paul closes out this passage of Scripture after he tells us, after he commands us to get dressed for the battle with these words. He says, pray always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Watching, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Even though you're dressed for the battle, you still got to watch and pray because you got an enemy that's trying to destroy you. When you go out on this road and you get in your car and you drive all around, you got to be more of a defensive driver than you do an offensive driver. Because people will kill you and it won't even be your fault. You got to be a defensive driver. We got to be a defensive child of God. We got to watch. We got to pray. We got to discern the ways that the enemy's trying to infiltrate our families. He's trying to infiltrate our church. He's trying to infiltrate our marriages. He's trying to infiltrate our relationships with our children. Paul said, as he closed out his command to get up and get dressed for the battle, he said, You got to watch and pray. Watch and pray. Because there's an adversary of your soul. He wants to destroy you. He wants to take away the victory that God has given you. You're fighting from a position of victory today. And he wants nothing less than to destroy you. Today as we sing this song, we're going to give you an opportunity to do just that. As we close out this service, we're going to sing this song we're going to give you an opportunity. I believe if you're in this church today, you got up and you dressed yourself for the battle. You got up and you did what you knew you were supposed to do. You put on your boots. You put on your waistband. You put on your armor. You picked up the sword. You got your shield. You're here today. You're here today, but you're not free from the harassments of the enemy. You got to watch. You got to pray. You got to discern the ways that the enemy is trying to destroy you today. Get up, child of God. Get up, child of God, and get dressed for the battle. Watch and pray because you got an adversary who wants to destroy you. As we sing this song, these altars are open for anybody who says, I don't want to miss out on heaven. I know God has given me victory. I want to hold on to that victory. If you want to hold on to victory today, as we sing this song, get out of your seat and walk up here and say, Lord, open my eyes that I can see. Lord, give me discernment so I can discern. Give me the shield of faith so I can, so I can avoid the fiery darts of the devil. He wants to destroy me. He wants to destroy my walk with you, my, my church family, my, my home family. Lord, he wants to destroy everything good that you have given me. Lord, help me watch. Help me pray. Help me to discern. This is what Paul's commanding us to do. Are there any children of God today who's willing to get up in the morning and get dressed for the battle and to watch and pray? I want you to get out of that seat right now as we sing this song.